This time, I know not the mind probe. Episode number eighty-one: Tardis and Feathers. Welcome to no, not the mind probe. <laughs> I'm so scared right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's a Blair Witch reference, folks. Um, I believe that's the second one we've made. And <laughs> it is. Is episodes. it time for that to come back? It's got to be. Came out like 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a uh, for for the kids. It's uh It's one of the what is it? What's the, the reality um, fake documentary? Yeah, mockumentary. Mockumentary, but not like The Office. I don't <laughs> it was basically yeah. The Office. It's a precursor it to the, the Office. office. Yeah, 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 a lot of that. Yeah, um, uh, which is not a podcast, which is what this is. Um, mm-hmm. This is a podcast uh, where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever, and there's nothing fake about this. This is re- nope. this is as real as it gets, people. In it's fact, gets. we go for the, the raw emotion. Uh, is really what we go for here. My name is John Grant. I'm a lifelong Doctor Who fan. Uh, I've been watching it for uh, 38 years. That's incredible. That's right. And my name is Porter Mason. John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 26 years. Mm-hmm. And a couple years ago, I finally said yes. Each episode of the podcast, we look at two stories. We're going through the new, uh, new is, you know, it is new. I mean, <laughs> the newer uh, of the series in order. And then John acts as our sommelier, our Doctor Who sommelier, right. and pairs that new who story with a classic story john what are we watching this episode uh let's journey into the tardis let's get inside that tardis let's look around we only yeah, we're gonna have to put like your tardis <laughs> up there get, get in there look under the hood get it up on the lift uh yeah you gotta you gotta get inside the tardis. You know, we only ever see the you know we go in the door we see the inside a little bit it's like it's like if i only were ever uh in your living room or something um Journey into the TARDIS. So, uh, and in fact, that's what's first called Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. Now, mm-hmm. if you uh, actually, it's interesting. If you uh, on the screen on screen titles, it's Center spelled the British way. Center, right. Center of the TARDIS. Of the TARDIS. Uh, but then uh, on the DVD, at least the American version that I have in the uh, menu, it's spelled E R. No. Yeah. Yeah. Scandalous. Imagine there's a lot of chatter chatter about that. Oh on yeah, the yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the internet blew up over that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that. Uh, I think that is the main reason why Reddit's like shutting down right now. There's yeah. a whole blackout on Reddit. I think it's yep. due to this. Yeah. Well, I think Q claimed credit for that. Uh, it's a lot. Uh, a lot of stuff that goes on. Yeah. You know how it goes. The Q drop was just all about <laughs> <laughs> the British spelling of center and the title of this episode and what it means and how it means that Hillary Clinton's a pedophile. It's all there, folks. It's all there for you to see. If you just you just <laughs> got to look sheeple um it's a uh, matt smith and clara uh and uh and a cast of of uh other random people you know how things are how tv shows are uh and then we've paired that uh with another uh journey to the center of the tardis um but this one is actually called the invasion of time not journey to the center of the tardis so that's okay different. it's a fourth doctor uh leela story returning to gallifrey uh and we explore the hidden reaches of the tardis uh in a thoroughly underwhelming and disappointing way <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, why don't we get started recapping these? We'll start with Journey to the Center of the Tardis, story number 236 of the 300 mm-hmm. currently available Doctor Who mainline stories. It aired on the 27th of April, 2013. Ooh. Um, and I, you know, this is not too long. It's about a year after I got married. I just celebrated my 11th uh, marriage. Folks, Porter is actually recording this podcast at a romantic uh, table with yeah. candles she's and Mrs. fine this is probe just yeah. across from him looking... fine. I'm, I'm waving at her now yeah, yeah she's fine she's, she's fine she's looking <laughs> ravishing but so angry so yeah. so angry <laughs> yeah well yeah uh as we mentioned matt smith clara and uh this is a bit of a show in a bottle episode too mm, yeah because they're a giant bottle but a bottle nonetheless because you said it's it's really is it's a cast of three other dudes and yeah. then yeah Someone dressed up in a Clara, a scary Clara uniform. So, um, and that's pretty much it. Um, we will play a clip that you have prepared for us. That's the kind right of thing now. I do. <laughs> We're outside. No, we're still in the TARDIS. There's no way across. No? Okay. You're right. So what do we do? Time for a plan. Do you have a plan? Well, no. No plan, sorry. If you don't have a plan, we're dead. Yes, we are. 
So just tell me. Tell you what? Well, there's no point now. We're about to die. Just tell me who you are. You know who I am. No, I don't. I look at you every single day and I don't understand a thing about you. Why do I keep running into you? Doctor, you invited me. You said... Before that, I met you at the Dalek Asylum. There was a girl in a shipwreck and she died saving my life and she was you. She really wasn't. Victorian London, there was a governess who was really a barmaid and we fought the great intelligence together. She died and it was my fault and she was you. You're scaring me. What are you, eh? A trick? A trap? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You really don't, do you? I think I'm more scared of you right now than anything else in that TARDIS. You're just Clara, aren't you? I... Uh, <laughs> oh. <gasps> okay. I don't know what the hell this is about, but the hug is really nice. All right. Yeah. A big moment that's completely <laughs> wiped out after. <laughs> yeah. I want to return back, obviously, to that moment. Well, a big moment, but also it was one of those that the music swelling and everything was leading to believe like, oh, I think we just found out something, but I don't really understand what we just found out. <laughs> like the doctor seems to have just had a revelation. I don't know exactly what that meant. So we'll talk more about that at the end of the episode. Um, in a way, there's not too much of the plot to get through. You can probably fill in a lot of holes, but the basically TARDIS? the TARDIS gets caught by a salvage ship and um, they are not on it or they are on it. When, when this happens. They're in the TARDIS. They are in the TARDIS. Okay, sorry. Yeah, and then I thought... Yeah, anyway. Splorped in by the by the machine. Right, right. And, uh, you know, he mentions scooper. at the beginning this idea of, uh, well, like Clara says, let's fix it. And he said, there's no big friendly button that can fix everything. So that's the seated. And then at the end of the episode, that comes back. Um so great uh they're <laughs> the salvage ship the sort of b plot here is the salvage ship is run by these uh well a couple of brothers and then another guy who they keep saying is an is an android right and then that becomes his b plot line at the end which a really is weird interesting. B plot line. yeah yeah um sort of its own little black mirror type plot line yeah um that i don't think th- is threaded well thematically no. it's just sort of in there like it, it's it doesn't just make a whole lot of sense somehow <laughs> what happens i guess we'll just say at the end yeah, yeah. we find out that the the guy's mortally injured but is saying like hey just just cut me in half it's fine like i'm an android that doesn't matter why are you even hesitating let's mm. because then we can move on and he doesn't even reveal the doctor then reveals oh he never told you like They've just been joking around that yeah. you're an Android. I mean, that's the way they phrase it. And then what we yeah. find out is a bit more of it is that uh, they they are brothers, yeah. and some traumatic stuff happened when they were younger, and and I you know whatever they were, that was some reasoning behind why they sort of perpetuated this joke. But I, I, anyway, but you wouldn't realize you're a robot. Certain, there are certain things bodies do uh, <laughs> you would think you'd be like i mean i guess a it's a very just like realistic robot <laughs> a very realistic robot i think that was the idea well they said android so that's well no that anyway um yeah, yeah, yeah. this but like i said this plot line just there it's just kind of there in the background and you kind of the doctor who's kind of like oh, what do you think about this no that's fine <laughs> don't worry about it Move. This, has, this to me is we haven't watched it yet there's going to be one coming up uh where there's a, a guy this is a fourth editor there's a character who uh um uh he's basically he's convinced that these aliens rescued he was torn apart in space basically but these aliens rescued him and pieced his whole body back together except for one eye he's missing his his right eye and he wears an eye patch and the big reveal at the end is when he he find out that the aliens were actually conning him and he takes the eye patch off and his eye is there and it's just like you, oh. you wouldn't have noticed that you didn't know your own eye was under your <laughs> eye patch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. Yeah. then, deals. when they're on this salvage ship, um, and one of the one of the uh, gentlemen who are running the salvage ship is killed by this monster creature, mm. and I don't know about. You first time we watched this, but like pretty early on, just because of the conversations we're having, like, oh, yeah, this is Clara somehow. Like, I don't know, it just was very obvious. Um, maybe it's just the build of it or whatever, but like, you're just like, yeah, I feel like that's the twists or something that's gonna happen, and that is true. Um, and but then 
it's never really I, it's not really explained what's going on so basically what the doctor says is look that's you and then there's and then we have a couple scenes where we have some time traveling stuff where we see the doctor and Clara see the other doctor and Clara from I guess a different timeline and he just sort of says like yeah this is this is something that happened in the future that we're trying to prevent um and that's it and then and then we have this conversation where he's like okay you need to tell me who you are she genuinely says i don't know what you're talking about which is what she said before and what someone else has said before but for whatever reason this when she says it now he's like oh that's great and then this (laughs) swelling music happens and moved on i was like what 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 happened like what i don't know what that means um other than he he's like okay you genuinely are this like you're nothing more than this but it doesn't resolve anything i mean i guess he's just happy that well, that's... I, think, I think it's like he's okay. Whatever's going on, you don't you're you don't know what it is. Like you're not some malicious force, or you're not trying to uh, do something uh, here. So you are entirely innocent. Whatever's happening is something bigger. Uh, I, 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 well, I just, and if that's the revelation, that's fine. I feel like he almost could have said that in a way. Instead, he was just yeah. like, "Great." Like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Almost as though, like, I figured it out now, but it's like he hasn't figured it no, out. No, he's got, yeah. he's got okay. nowhere. Other than that's that's what that was that was yeah. confusing to me. Although, why um, did anyway. he trust her? Why would he? I guess he just genuinely believes he her. Just I think, yeah. I feels know. like he's a good judge of character. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So then mm. uh, we get back and we end up seeing at the beginning, she had burned her hand <clears> on an object, and then we see at the end, like, oh, that thing that she had burned her hand on was something that they had that he had made called big friendly button to kind of tell future and or past self use this to get out of here and the time rift is taken care of i i I don't know we can talk more about the plot of this i i it relates to the second episode too so i'll discuss it more in the themes but um this just didn't hang together real well for me i i felt like they were trying to do this thing i think we talked about in the past time travel things that are really heavily involved in time travel and loops and stuff are really tricky like they yeah. seem like so fun and like oh this would be so fun to explore but actually it's really tricky to be both clear like you got to set up the rules and then the you know you have to be consistent with what you're doing and this just felt it seemed like a major thing for them to see themselves and 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 to run into this time loop within a thing and yet it was just treated as like this is a random other episode where this happened yeah, this happened and so what is this other plot line where clara becomes like a huge a monster <laughs> and maybe that'll come back at the end i don't know but if this is just like oh yeah something in an, in another future thing you like eat some bad chili and become a huge monster it's like <laughs> what what it just see he did it did it wasn't treated as like a big deal she didn't even react to it like yeah she reacted to it but not but like, like oh, oh my god like yeah, this that's is me you know. now yeah yeah so yeah it's a weird it's a weird one um how did you how did you feel about the the scavenger people there was a little bit of rumble from people that was like is this a little racist and i have to say watching it i was like there's something weird about it. it's like really the mm. first time we, we don't see that many black people in Doctor Who. And here we have a mm. black family and they're treacherous scavengers who run around stealing things from all the universe. And for some reason right. it, in, in I think, I you know, I was like, I, you know, I, I tend not to be too sensitive about these things because as a white person, I know that racism, we solved that when we left. <laughs> uh, right. But um, uh, yeah, this one, I was just, there was something about watching this and I can't I didn't really make it up, but there's something about it where it's just like, something not quite it's it's a little weird here i don't know why um uh but it was a little uncomfortable it didn't um jump out as me at me as much again i'm a huge racist so (laughs) i probably was just more like oh this feels right at home (laughs) feels like a nice warm fire um but uh i porter only sees color he only that's right that's all he's race (laughs) i guess uh i i i guess you're right in my mind, for some reason, I feel like the newer who has been better with having yeah, people of color yeah. on. So it, it wasn't like these are the only black people I've seen in years uh, sure. on the show. So it didn't stick out as much to me. But yeah, that's I, I also mean, just like didn't. Like, it was more like I just don't really like this episode. So yeah. that's the least of my problems in some ways. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, 
uh, I think uh, you got uh, uh, it's written by Stephen Thompson, who did The Curse of the Black Spot. Um, I don't really know. Oh, much didn't like that about. one either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a he's a playwright. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know much. I, and I I'm sure he's a stuff. very nice man. I'm sure he's wonderful. Yeah, don't know where he is on the gayest gay meter, but uh, yeah, who knows? Um, uh, he uh, yeah. Um, uh, this is a response, actually. It was one of, Stephen Moffat sort of pitched this or wanted this uh, story uh, directly in response to the invasion of time, uh, which is the only other time we've really explored the TARDIS in great depth. Uh, and uh, um, and that time, of course, they had no money. They ran out of budget. And so they the TARDIS turns out to be a disused hospital, <laughs> basically, with a whole bunch of uh, brick corridors and things. So Moffat wanted to to finally rectify that. And so you do get some interesting moments of like the, the huge library and the, uh, you know, the, the out, the, the outdoor, you know, where they were, um, and sort of trying to be epic in scale, but also just so it's like, it, 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 it veers between these epic rooms, like these libraries and then the same old narrow corridors. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like, okay, I guess. Um, uh, there's some complaint too in this one about uh, uh, Clara's character. Is she really being well developed at this point? Again, because you have to hold back her story on some level to keep her a mystery. Um, she does, you know, is she is she really developing much of a character? Um, I, I mean, I like her. She's fun to yeah. watch. But if you were like, what's what's Clara's thing, right? Like Martha, you know, Rose, Donna, all you could probably assign more of a character to them. Clara's like, Oh, she's fun. And she seems game for anything. And she's a mystery. We don't know much about her. Uh, so I think we talked about this last, uh, last episode. And, um, and like yeah. the, to me and the strongest one, uh, was that first year or two of Amy, I guess year yeah. of Amy, because she was really good. And her, the plot of where she was plucked from because that's what you're always trying to think of. They're on these adventures and fine. Every story isn't going to be about like advancing the plot of that person, but you want to kind of know the general vibe of, Hey, they were plucked from their regular life. What, where are they like in in their regular life? And you just knew with Amy, like it was literally the day before her wedding day and you knew her, her at a character. So you got what she like, she's here doing this while that's happening. That's always an undercurrent to every bit of that first yeah. season. And like, yeah, we, I don't, we don't know what's happening with her. Like we, we know that she was a nanny. Well, so but... yeah, she's like living in some random people's house. And I don't, she's... yeah, that was confusing to me. Yeah. Like who does she those... have a yeah. job or does she just also happen to be living with these people? She paid to do this job. Does she have aspirations to be like a, you know, a plumber or something? <laughs> yeah. We don't know how old she is. We don't know anything about her life. And obviously, um, she seems yeah. adventurous, adventurous enough to say yes to this, but it didn't seem like she she was like, "Oh yes, rescue me from this life." She yeah. was, seemed pretty fine there, I, but I don't know. She has um, we've met. She has a family whose fate is unknown. We know. Well, I guess her mother's dead. We don't know anything about her dad. Or yeah, right. Um, she's she's um uh. She's a staggeringly attractive woman, and we don't know if she's dating anyone. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we don't know much about her. Um, and the only thing I have to note I did have here is um, uh, Matt Smith, uh, Matt Smith's performance, who I I think you know we've been talking in the past few episodes about how like we're like yeah yeah he's doing okay yeah this is Matt Smith. Uh, I was watching this one because I wasn't that interested in the plot, so I was paying attention to him. And I'm like, he just I think it's just he's so good at this so point good. that yeah. it makes it it's like you don't appreciate how, what he's doing, right? Yeah, that he's right. he's he's such a good performance and playing it so well and he's funny and quirky and he just is inhabiting this role. Uh and it's like, oh yeah, he's actually amazing still. Um but we're he just is. so used to it that we're just like, yeah, whatever. It's true. <laughs> and maybe for that reason, but also probably just him as an actor, I could see him at this point, if not a year before, being like I think I got to move on from this. Like, I'm <laughs> just sort of, I'm, I got this. I'm doing it really. I got it. But what am I really doing new? I need to move on to something else. And, you know, I guess he will soon. So. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are um, one, two, three, four, five, five stories from his end. Um, so, I mean, it, this is, this is the home stretch. Um which you know maybe also is interesting. It's, it's, it's not about the story's not about him right now. It's very you know odd. Like yeah. it's like oh, but we're we're leading up to the fiftieth anniversary, but it's not. It's about um, uh, it's about her and her mystery and stuff. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, it's just a, this is a 
fine non-entity of a story. <laughs> yeah, but but it's dressed up as something that I, we feel like will advance. They're doing a time travel plot with with Clara and him. Even it seems yeah. like this should be like this huge revelation about her, and then that moment happens, and that's why I really felt like did I miss something? But yeah. anyway. All right, we should move on to our classic story, which is The Invasion of Time. This is season 15, uh, story number six. It is the 97th overall Doctor Who story. We have uh, Louise Jameson as Leela. We have the fourth Mm -hmm. Doctor. We have K-9. And uh, and uh, a bunch of other folks. We have some some, some Tarans, a lot of Centaurans. And uh, yeah, oh sorry, aired the fourth of February to the eleventh of March, nineteen seventy eight. I was I was just born a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I did not tune in. You didn't watch this one. Um, I didn't your watch mother this probably one. got you. It was like I got to get get this kid out so I can watch the invasion of time. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. All right, and here is a clip that John has prepared. No way I can go out there and live. I've got news for you. What? You're stuck here. Your pitiful attempt at revolution has failed. You're lying. I'm the living proof I'm not. I don't know what they teach you at the academy these days, but if you can't pull off a simple palace revolution, what can you pull off? Hmm? I don't believe you. (laughs) It's jammed. Yes. And it's going to stay jammed until the invaders have gone. You see, while I'm in here, they can't touch me. And they can't read my thoughts. You mean they can travel along any form of broadcast wavelengths? Yes. And materialize at the end of it. But until they do materialize, I can't identify their planet of origin and time loop it. But you have access to the greatest source of knowledge in the universe. Well, I do talk to myself sometimes, yes. I mean the Matrix. Oh, oh, that old thing. That's one of my favorite Tom Baker jokes. You have access oh. to the greatest source of knowledge in the universe. Well, I do talk to myself. <laughs> yeah, I, that was a good line. Yeah, he's very witty. Right. witty. Uh, another tight six episodes. I mean, actually, actually, this is a different one. This is six episodes, 25 minutes each. And um, it's not that they are just filling time. A lot is happening. Yes. Like, way too much is happening. <laughs> So it's not the standard six episode um, slog in in a way. Um, there's a great deal of stuff. So I'm going to say a bunch of disconnected things mm, that seem I'll to have happened and you can yeah. fill in things along the way. Uh, we're here with Leela and the fourth doctor, which means we're nearing the end of the fourth doctor's time too, right? About midway. Oh. I mean, this oh, okay. is the end oh, of Leela's time. So, I mean, we've had Sarah, right. Leela, then we get the two Romanas and uh, yeah, so oh, about halfway right, through. Right, right, right. Okay, never mind. Anyway, um, we're here with Leela. Yes, and Leela, we'll get to that, but she suddenly leaves at the end yeah. with a romantic interest that was not at all apparent to me as I was mm-hmm. watching it. <laughs> um, and then, and K9 is there. Rolling and, around, uh, talking, doing so stuff. So we get to Gallifrey, and the doctor becomes the president of Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was interesting. Well, remember the deadly assassin, right? So that right. Was, he was, and he had to, he declared his candidacy for president when he was um, in in that, and then um, and the president, or he declared his candidacy to protect himself from being tried and and executed because he couldn't be well as a candidate. Uh, and then you know they the whole plot with the master, blah blah blah, and then he's like, okay, goodbye everybody, and leaves, and now he's coming back, and he's like, hey, remember when I was running for president? And they're like, yeah, and he's like, did anyone else? Run, is anyone else running or is it like no he's like well then i'm president, I'm the president. yeah right yeah. um yeah so that's uh that's 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 the so he's the he, west he's, wing uh, <laughs> yeah the, the the tom clancy <laughs> <laughs> jack ryan is now president move uh so then during the kind of inauguration uh it looks like the crown doesn't want him and he's injured they they accuse leela of attacking him and they try to take her out of the citadel then he gathers all the time then the doctor gathers the time lords and these other aliens show up the vardens the vardens yes and it's what it seems like <laughs> is that there, there's this this other race and he's sort of working with them and it will become a, a demagogue and will you know will become a dictator mm-hmm. um like it's like oh no how did the this fall into, but he's acting so clear something's up because it's like this is not at all like the doctor either he's being controlled somehow mm-hmm. which would be surprising because he's never been controlled by anything or he's acting in this way 
to lure them for some reason. I don't know. The chancellor, who I guess is, I don't know, Barusa. some other leader. Yeah, Barusa. So remember, he was he's the, not he's, the president. No, he's the yeah. He's the second command. Remember, Barusa was the guy. He was in the last in the Deadly Assassin. This is a direct sequel to the Deadly Assassin, uh, but which happened, I think, it's two seasons before this, or a season <laughs> before. This. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, it's two seasons before. This. And uh, he's um. Uh, uh, Barusa was the guy who was sort of the the, in, the doctor's old tutor and kind of in charge of everything, uh, and they couldn't get the same actor it, back, so now it's a new actor. Right. So, okay. Oh, okay. interesting. Um. So he, yeah, he's sort of like his Obi Wan, and yeah, and uh, he has lined uh, the the doctor has lined the presidential suite with lead, and you find out later that he brings Barusa in there. He's he's very cold towards him, and then he brings him in there and tells him this is what's going on. Um. I am. I I'm trying to contain this they're they're a bad race um again getting into racism they're just mm-hmm. a bad race they're well, just not good we a just lot of look i think a lot of us have um uh you know old preconceived notions about sparkly tinfoil shapes <laughs> <laughs> when they yeah. show up you're just like you know what i'm not gonna i'm predisposed not to like you i'm sorry my my father taught me that his grandfather taught it's just that's what we do so we can finally break these barriers. But he basically tells them, oh, yeah, me assuming the presidency and giving all control over to them, it's just a little trick of yeah. pulling. It's like, <laughs> oh, involved. But he's trying to find out where they are, like where, where their home world is, because it's not known. Right. He sort of assesses that they're a threat. Uh, he thinks that they are ultimately will be a threat. And so he figures better just speed it along now uh, and I can take care of them. Uh, you know, well, we have the advantage rather than wait for them to eventually get to this on their yeah. own, I guess. Yeah. Um, on the meantime, uh, Leela has been has been banished here but the whole time she's just like i'm sure the doctor knows what he's doing yeah. like you know she she's honestly <laughs> acting the most rationally in a way she's <laughs> she's put there as saying like how are you can't you look at the facts and see this but and she's saying like well now i just have the gut feeling but like really she is acting very rationally saying but why would this possibly be how he's acting yeah. uh, anyway and she i guess with is palling up with Time Lady Rodan. Rodan, um, yeah. Rodan, I'm sorry. One of the um, first other, aside from presumably Susan, the first other woman we've now seen in Time Lord society, uh, until we get to Romana. So I mean, this is we've never seen a we've never seen a woman. On and the they called her a Time Lady, yeah, like the Lord and Lady. Yeah, yeah that's so yeah. interesting. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Then so the Vardans, but then we then we find out. That they're just like humans, right? Yes. Um, uh, which includes the wonderful meta line of like they they show up and they're just like a little short guy on one of the yeah. helmets and stuff. And because prior to that, they're these like glistening, shiny yeah. objects. You can't they really see them. fully manifested yeah. or something. But then they do, and yeah, they're just like wait, they're just humans. And the doctor goes, "I know, disappointing, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then the yeah. Centaurans show up. Oh. Now, have the Centaurans already been introduced, or is this the introduction of them? No, they had. This is so we've seen the Time Warrior with the third Doctor, remember? Uh, and then there was one other one after that uh short one and so this is their third appearance um this is a uh this is probably one of the biggest it's probably one of the more shocking cliffhangers from the original uh, well from really all of them but the definitely the original series um i remember being terrified by this i remember watching this as a very little kid uh and being terrified by the arrival of the centauran because it does it's playing with a lot of because it's four it's it's four episodes in uh and so you know again there's no internet and so you don't know how many episodes these things were going to be so most doctor who episodes are four or our stories are four episodes so you, you're rocking along to the end of the four and you're just like ah, he's like hey i beat them and everybody's like yay and then they turn around and they're like ah and they and that's how i would have directed yeah anyway. uh <laughs> and um they uh so it's like a huge shock it's like oh all right so it, it was a very good cliffhanger and are they just there They've, to invade Gallifrey? I mean, yeah, they there... followed. Uh, uh, they they sort of followed in Vardens. the Vardens. Or they yeah, they used that as sort of a distraction, and then they snuck mm. in while they were monkeying around with those little Vardens there. And then, uh... so then we get into uh, a bit of a kind of a like MacGuffin party of we need the key of Rassilon. Mm. We need three. There are three things, right? The key, the gun, the rod, and, and the sash. Something else. The rod, the sash, and the key. Okay, so and symbols uh, of power. The Doctor talks to barusa and says i need it and then he he goes through this whole long conversation of like 
look, I need this. And okay, well, I don't know if we can. I understand. Let's do it. He gives it to him. And then two minutes later, he goes to Leah like, here you go. Here's the key. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? You can't just give it to her. Um. Anyway, so then they're running around guarding this thing. They eventually put it into this uh this they're running gun. The, in the TARDIS they're running this is the they're wandering through the depths of the TARDIS uh, yes, uh, yes being chased and this was yes this was a, right. we're all seeing the TARDIS for the very first time but uh, again they had no money and so it's a it is a disused hospital uh that they and then they do in. this whole trick too of saying oh we're actually caught in this thing so they yeah. they they go through the same the same thing over and over again thing over and over again <laughs> and uh, and becomes part of the plot that that is happening yeah and, um they construct uh with uh the key. Roden and K9 the the gun the the, the demat yeah, gun gun mm-hmm. um yeah you know and then uh they win <laughs> i don't know like uh, oh so yes well anyway this is dealt with we see a couple nice um centauran knife throws to oh yeah right into Lila. the probic vent yeah yes um and then yes at the end um because they're dispatched with and that's solved but i was more interested by Lila leaving because i felt like i looked down and ate a bit of sandwich and then i looked up and and they were saying goodbye to Lila. i was like what what, what are we even <laughs> talking about and then she's like oh she's found love with andred um i guess another time lord but that was not i that was completely a surprise to me yes um and i know you'd mentioned that tom baker wasn't the biggest fan of leela so well no she was, she wanted to she by the way we did get leave. some good leela swimming scenes oh yeah, which yeah i appreciate she's in the pool yeah um she's um no she um she wants to leave oh she, uh, louise jameson was was ready to leave it had been two seasons she was going on to do something else um uh, but the producer did not want her to go. They were like, really, can you stay? You know, you're great. We love you. We'd love you to stay. Uh, and so kept trying to, kept saying, well, we'll convince her to stay. We'll convince her to stay. Uh, and she wanted to die. She wanted to go out sacrificing herself for the doctor. She thought that would be a very natural end for the for the character. Um, and so it's not 100% clear if they just, they were like, well, it's not going to happen. Here's the best way out of this situation. But it, it, it sounds like basically they did not write the story with her leaving in mind kind of hoping she'd change her mind and then once they got to the end of it and they were filming they're just like well she's she's going so here she's in love with this guy and like i think part <laughs> that, there's some talk that even that was intentional to be to kind of tick her off to be like oh well if you go you're gonna end up in this lame marriage plot <laughs> and she's like well uh, yeah i mean she so, stays on gallifrey that's fun she does, and uh, of course, again, big punish being uh, what they are. There's a there's a whole spinoff series. Uh, it's sure. just assumed she's still on Gallifrey, of course, uh, and uh, and she becomes like this important figure in Gallifrey because she's very so very different than all of them, which would I be mean, an interesting I, story. I totally, I like her, and uh, I think she's fun in these episodes, and I think she she does provide an interesting contrast to the Gallifreyans, and yeah. Oh, and then last thing. Uh, K9 must stay. Oh, she must stay. They have yeah. a, they're very close. And, and then you're the like, yeah, hey, reve- K9's gone. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. then- <laughs> and then the big reveal is the doctor's like, yeah, I made another K9. Yeah, I like so that well. that's like a big reveal. It's like, yeah, it's a robot. You can have more of them. But, um, <laughs> you could have two yeah. at once. Um, you're leaving out uh, my yes. favorite character, the Castellan, the, the sort of fawning toady Castellan who's sort of always creeping about and like, oh, yeah. oh yes, oh, and switches allegiances every five minutes i think he's great the great milton johns uh who's a very well-known character actor from that era um is absolutely brilliant in it um uh very plays they go um yeah this is um but it's kind uh, of a mess yes well this is written uh this was uh another story fell through um uh, there was supposed to be a, a different story and so the producer so they decided to... to write four or five stories <laughs> to put them all in one. well the producer and the script editor got together this is written by the screen credit is for david agnew but it's actually anthony reed and, and graham williams writing together um and uh this was obviously as you might be able to guess was hastily done um <laughs> <laughs> uh there are some they they do try to have some big special effects shots. So this this is also you know again this is a Doctor Who was suffering a little bit around this time that Star Wars had just come out. So, so you know science fiction special effects uh, suddenly took a huge leap and people were a little yeah. less patient with these things. Um, 
yeah, uh, you get to, um, uh, a lot of Gallifrey mythology here um, uh, as a sequel to The Deadly Assassin and stuff like that. Unfortunately, you know, uh, uh, that one generally regarded as a very good story. Uh, and so now you have it uh, paired up with a not-so-great story. The Gallifrey is very disappointing. The sets are a little disappointing. It's all just kind of, um, it's it's... They're desperately trying to finish the season. Is <laughs> basically what it comes off as, uh, and uh, and it is. It turns out to be uh, deeply disappointing. I do like. I do think the. Um, uh, I like. Uh, uh, I like Castle Kellner as I mentioned. And I also. I think the guy playing Baruza is very good. Uh, getting his name. Yeah, but he um, he's just very dry. Like, and I think Tom Baker has a story about. He's like. He was talking to him, and he's like, "Oh, you know, what's the secret of your career?" He says, "Well, I've always played uh, uh, long, boring roles." It's like, "Oh, there's always money in playing a very boring part." <laughs> very good, um, but yes, I, again, it's the uh, it, it, the balance of episodes almost would have been better if you'd had four episodes with the Centaurans because the Vardens are a little dull, and it just yeah. keeps going around. It's like, "All right, we're going to bring the Centaurans in," and the implication is. You know, it's a full-scale invasion of Gallifrey. So you can imagine now if they did it, there'd be all these special effects scenes right. of swarms of troops were going through and all this kind of stuff. But here you just kind of get some people walking down a corridor. Uh- <laughs> well, this is... Okay, so I did watch these in the in the order of... We're talking about them on the episode, as as God intended. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I watched this together. You know, I watched the, the new Journey to the Center of the TARDIS and then this first. And it, my feeling kind of to the end of this was like, I think my hot take is Doctor Who isn't that great at science fiction per se. <laughs> Meaning Doctor Who is actually not it's it's much more than that. There's lots of stuff going on in Doctor Who. It has its own quirky sense and whatever, but both these stories felt like they would have been better served on a show that's just like doing really good science fiction like us like a Star Trek type like yeah. high sci-fi or something like that maybe would have pulled both of these stories off and yes to, to the point of the Varden, Vardens and the uh Centaurans it could have all been cleaned up or whatever yeah I mean, else- like, if you think about like uh Vision of Time it's it it would be it's like the prequels, the Star Wars prequels, right? It's it's a political, yeah. a big political thing with wars and armies and going back and forth and stuff like that. And it's just like, yeah, they just don't quite have the ability to pull. And it I off. just think that's not when the show is really humming. When it's basically like, yeah, this is just a sci-fi story, and the kind of the quirkiness or whatever actually takes you out of it, and like some things are treated like the rules aren't as clear and stuff like that. Again all of doctor who is in some sense sci-fi so it's weird to say but i guess i mean just the sort of high sci-fi lots of space or in this case like lots of time travel weirdly i think of like when there's a lot of focus on time travel it's not always that great in doctor mm. who in some cases sometimes it's done really well but like um i don't know i just thought that was interesting it was like i could envision either of these episodes on a different show that maybe it would have been handled a little better and a little stronger, but that doctor who almost needs it to be a little weirder. There needs to be some <laughs> extra thing going on here um, or else it, it doesn't really work because I just felt like neither of these really worked that, that well. Yeah, you know? That's a good, that's a good observation. Maybe it's, it's like, it's missing that little quirkiness. You could have done these in, in any, in some other sci-fi series, which means it was, it isn't doctor who, right? Yeah. It needs that, that little, twist of humor british quirkiness that makes it who this is very postmodern <laughs> yeah uh well first of all that is calling uh themes out from a deep dark hole in mm. the tardis uh-huh, uh-huh. So, but but uh, it was it was more of a soundscape. You're right. It's more it like more the Ricola of themes. <laughs> <laughs> Ricola. Not not really a theme song, but more of a theme soundscape. Hmm. We are adherents of the repeating themes here in None of the Mind Probe. We'd like to talk about topics that uh, repeat and come back and make us think through the doc- uh, themes that are threaded throughout the Doctor Who universe and through time and space itself. Um, John, what did you want to discuss with these set of episodes? Uh, let's talk about the TARDIS. The TARDIS. Uh, it's a, that's a thing. It's a box. Kind yeah. Of goes around. So uh, yeah. good, good talk. 
Good talk. Bigger, bigger <laughs> on the inside is what yeah. I hear. Uh, so I mean, you know, obviously, um, uh, the, the, it's interesting, isn't it, that the the mode of transportation becomes a character in so many of these shows, right? right? So you've got the Enterprise, and now you have many Enterprises. But there, there's there's always they're on the spaceship, the Enterprise, Voyager, all that key component, uh, Millennium Falcon uh, in Star Wars, uh, which you know was is in all nine at this, or well, no, it's not in the first couple, but you know, it's around. <laughs> um, uh, quite a bit. Uh, you've got. Uh, 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 um, I'm trying to think. Of, well, some of the other examples, but I mean, the, the, the spaceship, the conveyance yes, is a yes. thing. It's a very important thing. Um, and so, yeah, here you have the TARDIS, which is an interesting one. I, I, was, I was just looking into some stuff uh, ahead of this and sort of like trying to get a, a sense of the TARDIS. It's a, it's um, it's actually the worst cheat. Uh, so like you you. You know, there's there's always a complaint. It's like, oh, the the sonic screwdriver. It's like a magic wand, right? It can do anything you want when you right. need it to. It's like, yeah, not like the TARDIS, which can show up anywhere, anytime, <laughs> any place. Dump them out, disappears on its own if it wants to. It has anything inside it. I mean, no you, one is ever surprised by its appearance. Yeah, uh, right. It, it has infinite space inside of it, which I, I think is an interesting. Um, idea that's probably never played with as much as it could be because it's sort of like right you know um uh it, you know it's interesting like why why don't um uh why aren't there stories where like the doctor lands and like a, an entire army comes out of people or like right, right, cars right. driving out or something like that right like what you know but it's because it can do anything that they need it to do for the um uh for the story right so it, it's sort of the, the 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 biggest cheat in the whole show but yeah, is it is it the Enterprise or is it not the Enterprise? And does that matter to well, anyone? Interestingly, we were just having a, I was with a group of friends having a Ship of Theseus discussion about. No, you uh, weren't. I was. <laughs> and the Enterprise came up because the Enterprise is many different ships. Mm. Um, there, there's lots of Enterprises. There's, uh, there's A through F at the moment, I think. And uh, rocketing the or G even now. I don't know. Tail of the ship of Theseus is the ship is slowly replaced over time. All the parts are changed. So is it still the ship of Theseus because it's completely new material? And what we were talking about as a group of friends is, well, the 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 Enterprise being a great example, or the other one, if you're interested in sports ball, is the Yankees themselves. So let's mm. say the New York Yankees. Mm. Uh, they there was a very like famous version of the Yankees that was in 1927, who was like this one of the best baseball teams ever. There's the 27 Yankees, and then there's the 2023 Yankees. They're different d- teams, but the New York Yankees are still exist through all of them. The Enterprise exists, you know, through all these things. The TARDIS is interesting in that it is, I feel like, a rare case just because of the nature of Doctor Who, where I know the set changes, but isn't it really the same machine over mm-hmm. and over again? Yeah, um, yeah, it's been one thing the whole time. Yeah, I guess he talks about fixing up the in- when they change the actual interior. He talks about fixing it. Yeah, up they bit. joked about it's the desktop theme or something like that. But yes, um, uh, interestingly, and they, it's um. It's very intentional in the, um, or at least certainly in the modern uh, era of Who, um, but the exterior changes. Uh, hmm. in expo- so, so it's supposedly, right, so it was supposed to have the chameleon circuit, so it was supposed to be able to blend into its surroundings. It got stuck back in the very first episode into this shape of this police box. Um, and so it's basically, oh, yes, well, I'd love to have it changed, and it would be much it would be much better if we could camouflage ourselves and hide, but I can't. Uh, but then every once in a while, the exterior changes, like the... the um, like the, the light at the top sometimes is a blue light or mm. there's like different. And, and so, you know, this is obviously just as the uh, as the design. Sometimes it's bigger or smaller as the prop change right. and stuff over time and stuff like that. And so it's always sort of acknowledged uh, that, yes, and now in the new series, it's like, yeah, it changes. The exterior changes slightly all the time, too, but never really said, oh, I, I changed the exterior. It just kind of is different for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, it's a very um, uh, it has a it's a. It has more of a backstory than uh, most. Uh, yeah, but I guess the Millennium Falcon has a pretty good backstory. The TARDIS has got you know it's stolen and it's but he actually, I mean, it becomes especially in the New Who, it becomes a character and he right talks literally to the at one point he's talking to a, as a woman, but yes, even and even we, then it's yeah right. And we have heard the TARDIS in not this episode but the previous one 
not be a fan of Clara. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's I thought that was character going to come into play here. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it fits with the show. Uh, I think it fits. We were just discussing how. Uh, I, oh, well, I was <laughs> purporting that like I just sometimes don't think it really does true hard sci-fi very well. And that's kind of shows up in the TARDIS. The TARDIS yeah. isn't this big, beautiful ship. This Or even the Millennium Falcon is supposed to be this kind of like, oh, junky, kind of jalopy type thing. Right. But it's also this big, cool-looking ship. ship in the galaxy. Um, yes, the this is kind of the whole thing of Doctor Who is like, oh, cool, a sci-fi show. They're going through space. Let me see what cool spaceship they're in. It's like, <laughs> no, it's nothing. It's, it's, it, it's a box. Many, right. It's one of many things about Doctor Who where it's like, yeah, yeah. If you like it for that, we don't want you. So don't. <laughs> if that's why you would like it, then no, you don't get to see that. Are you going to get to see cool spaceships now and then? Yeah. But that's like not, yeah. you know. So I think it fits in that way. Um, yeah, you know, actually, you know. is it. Uh, now, that's an interesting thing. Do we ever. Do we really get to see cool spaceships? There are spaceships. Uh, and um, they, you know, they are sort of your your classic sci-fi spaceships. But there aren't. There's no, like, Star Destroyers, which are, like, you know, these sort of awe-inspiring things. It's like, and I don't know, maybe that's just a special effects or how they're done. Like, I, there's, there's very few spaceships in Doctor Who where it's like, oh, remember that really cool one? Uh <laughs> Well, I I mean, I don't tend to notice. That. Well, that, that's true. I mean, I think they probably just don't focus on it that much. In the yeah. newer show, they do, like, you do see the exteriors of ships. They do take the time to do that. Yeah. And, uh, but, but yes, they're not, even when they have done that. And maybe it's just also you and I as fans of it. It's like, we're not really looking for that. You're like, yeah. okay, yeah, there's a Dalek ship. I yeah. took it in enough to understand that it was a Dalek ship. That's but how I'm they're not getting like, from point A to point B. Right. Look yeah. at the you lines know, on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what? We're not car people. Maybe that's part of the we're problem. Not, maybe if you're we're a car person, the spaceship matters uh, more. Well, also, don't... speaking as uh, children of slightly lesser means, like, mm. I never had any of the Star Wars ships. They were expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you had to pay more to get the ships. That was I harder. Wanted, I wanted desperately for years, and if you found my old Christmas list, which, of course, my mother has filed carefully, no, um, uh, <laughs> at the top of them for years was the uh, the walker. I wanted the AT-AT, the giant oh, walker. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. desperately wanted one of those. My friend Sean Clark bastard no, uh, had one <laughs> and uh uh i desperately desperately wanted the walker but i never got it and it haunts me to this day and so i think in that way you can understand how we feel about the tardis <laughs> all right uh look we got look we got out of that section alive and that's yeah, all i can yeah. say for it it was dicey it was dicier <laughs> than it usually is let's just we, put it this way <laughs> we live to record another day uh, John, there are 300 official Doctor Who television stories. Yeah. We're hurtling towards an era where that number is going to change, but yeah, we're not yeah, quite yeah. there yet. We're not there yet. So, folks, live in the now. And the is... the great thing, as, we, as we've discussed, is we are hurtling mm -hmm. also down the hill. We're in the back half uh, yeah. of, 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 no, yeah. not the Mind Probe. Picking up we've speed. ranked 160 of these shows. We got that boulder up the hill, uh, and it's starting to roll down the other side. And now we're, we're chasing it down the hill. We're like, wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> oh. So yeah. anyway, we rank all these. We got 140 to go. We're going to add two more today. Mm -hmm. uh, and I will start. I'll Please. start with Journey uh, to the Center of the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. So both yeah. of these are ranked near toward the end of things. Yeah. Um, uh, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, I really went pretty far down for a matt smith episode and again it wasn't terrible they never are and 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 matt smith and we've only seen i've only seen a few of clara but she's great like so mm -hmm. it's not there's anything bad about them but i just kind of kept going down just thinking like did i enjoy this more than that i got down below the arc in space mm -hmm. uh certainly enjoyed that more than this the ice warriors asylum of the daleks uh mm -hmm. is where i stopped because mm -hmm. um first of all i have that right ranked next to the three doctors and i did enjoy this more than the 10th anniversary special again because it, whatever i did mm -hmm. um but also i thought that it would be fitting to have this clara moment with the first time we met clara oswin osgood uh, in asylum of the daleks when she was a, a made-up person <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, um she was so, real I have her there. Um, so Journey to the Center of Tardis, I have it number 93 out of mm. 162. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Invasion of Time, I went a little lower. And as mm. I was saying with this, 
it this wasn't a this wasn't one of those bad episodes where I'm like, God, I'm just frustrated right. finding this. Not a total bomb. Um, but it was confusing and uh, just a lot going on and none of it really that great. So, again, kept going down the list. And I got to the Celestial Toymaker and I said, oh, dear God, what's not worse <laughs> than that? And so I stopped there. So I have it at 125 out of 162. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also right around Resurre- Resurrection of the Daleks, Time Flight, Doctor Who the Silurians, Curse of Peladon. It's in that area. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, not the bottom of the bottom, but definitely near the bottom. Yeah, we're uh, we're in agreement here uh, on both of these, actually. Um, uh, I've got Journey to the Center of the TARDIS at number 92, I think. Um, okay, okay. Uh, right below Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, uh, above Utopia, um, uh, which, again, is one I just, it's only, the twist is about the only thing that I liked about Utopia and the Master, but... Um, uh yeah um uh it's just it's a non-entity i think i've now seen it several times and don't really i still don't really remember it i was even struggling during this podcast to remember stuff and i intentionally watched it for this you know podcast um uh yeah it's just kind of um uh it's 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 got the big sort of the big reveal about clara but then that's immediately erased because i I think doesn't she not remember it i think is something too it doesn't remember the conference so yeah it's like okay so we didn't really make any progress on that um, I don't find, I think the, the Android plot with the brothers is absurd. Uh, and the TARDIS special effects are like, it's fine, but you don't just like, okay, anything could be in here and blah, it's <laughs> just like, okay. Um, so yeah, not particularly exciting to me. Uh, and then invasion of time is one I wanted to give it more points for, um, nostalgia because it is, I definitely, definitely remember being like five years old and watching that cliffhanger uh and uh and been being scared of it because of centaur and excited because the centaur is a great um but uh it doesn't hold up particularly well um uh it is a wonderfully absurd over the top tom baker performance like just li- almost literally chewing the scenery if he could have grabbed bits of scenery and started biting on my he would have uh and just uh, you know brilliantly over the top um uh which is always makes for entertaining uh tv so yeah i've got it at 118 uh so around below the demons below a good man goes to war uh just above the end of time because in that in which is also a sort of bloated mess uh <laughs> convoluted uh, uh messy confusing uh section that it's it's a good try uh but there's just not there's not a ton to redeem it even though it is a lot of fun and i, I probably have rewatched it many times because it is there's some nostalgia and it's a little fun with Tom Baker. we're so close on these rankings i feel like this is the moment where like we should bring the chinese prime minister into the room where <laughs> we finally we've we've got an agreement in principle on <laughs> on the rankings i just watched madam secretary i'm ready for this <laughs> but now now it's going to be we're going to find out that some we've been doing something wrong with the calculations because it's going to be like and the new number 1 is journey to the center <laughs> Well, I will put these rankings into the supercomputer here. And uh, what we find out is, yeah, Journey to the Center of TARDIS. So, again, one of the closest rankings we have. You ranked at 90. I ranked at 93. Mm -hmm. It ends up at 96. But in an interesting move, it is in a four-way tie for 96. I'll tell you what it's tied with. Mm. Colony in Space, Mm. Face of Evil, and The Romans, which I thought was interesting. But, yeah, they they feel like a similar... Also, that means I said, like I said, I ranked at number 92. That means I I should be subtracting one from my rankings, not adding one to my rankings. I apologize. true. You ranked at 90. I did rank at 90. Folks, ignore everything that has been said to this point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Invasion of Time... We'll work that out in ADR. It'll just come yeah. back. It's like, yeah. and, I, and I ranked it number 90. Vision <laughs> <laughs> um, of Time ends up, you ranked it 116. I ranked it 125. It ends up at 123, right above Keeper of Track and right below the yeah. Web Planet. That seems yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right above Boomtown. Um, Boomtown. Battlefield beats it out. I think it's, that's fair too. Yeah. Uh, Battlefield was one of the ones I thought about where I was like, that wasn't good either, but I don't know. I enjoyed it a little more. Yeah. Like, so well, it's also seems, two episodes shorter. It helps. <laughs> and the Brigadier was in it. <laughs> so, also yeah, no. yeah. Well, look, you can go to mindprobe.show. Uh, I think mindprobe.show slash ranking is actually the page where you can see Whoa. these rankings. You could just skip the, the entire introduction and just go straight to the straight to go the to good that. stuff. Yeah. You yeah. just go to that. And oh, you can wait. I forgot. Okay. Oh, so yes, we have to bring it now. Um, uh, on our oh page, yes to, where's doctor who magazine not as holding up if you're thing. not watching on youtube check uh, go on youtube because what we're seeing now is not as holding up an actual doctor who 
But will you explain what you're holding it's, it's up? It's a Doctor Who magazine. It's the latest issue. No, it's the um, latest issue but one. Uh, and is this and, this uh, is a weekly, right? Yeah. This, this, <laughs> oh, daily. It actually comes oh, daily, out 100 daily, yeah. pages, full-color photos, everything. Um, no, this is a, a monthly Doctor Who magazine. Uh, and... Um, uh, uh, they are currently going through all the, uh, the ranking them online uh, or, or rating the Doctor Who stories all online. So they've been going through by each Doctor. Uh, we're now up to the four. Well, the latest ones are now up to the fifth and sixth Doctor. Um, and uh, uh, so we're looking at the Tom Baker years here. Uh, we do not have yet the Matt Smith one, so I can't bring that in. But um, uh, so how did the fans? So again, how this works is uh, you can rank every each story up from one to ten. Uh, okay. If you haven't watched the story, you don't have to rank it at all. Uh, you could rank all the stories ten if you love them all. That'll be a weird. Very loosey goosey. The yeah. rules. So it's here. not. It's not. A, this is not a comparative uh, ranking. This is. Just but then they compile them, them and make it comparative. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Um, so uh, the invasion of time um, uh, is uh, sixth from the bottom. <laughs> so okay. not wildly popular. Uh, it's always. It's a currently number uh, thirty six out of forty one. Uh, and uh, it is down down three from the last from the twenty fourteen. Uh, position. So, are yeah, other ones is, that we've watched down there? Like, is Megalos down there? Yeah, Megalos is uh, number thirty-nine. Uh, we've also watched uh, Creature from the Pit is right above Invasion Pit. of Time at number thirty-five. Uh, boy, we haven't watched. We still have a lot of Tom Baker. We have to the watch. Smugglers and Edge of Destruction. Are they? And how Those are, are they? our first Doctor. Uh, oh, I see. Right. The, this was yeah. the the list you were looking at was just the, just the, the Bakers. Yeah, got it. Oh, I see. Uh, so okay, the Smugglers is number. Uh, well, that's the first. Uh, the Smugglers is a uh, number twenty-four of twenty-nine, so also down. I the bet Edge of Destruction. There. I bet some people like that. Somewhere. Ah, yes, it's uh, yeah, it's number seventeen, about in the yeah. middle, about seventeen oh. to twenty-nine. It's so right in the middle of the. Pack and we there, also, so. I'm surprised how low we have the keys of Marinus. Um, sorry, I'm. Uh, yeah, no, first um, one, but that's a, that's a. Those are um, well, I w- it's not. Remember, it's not. It's the first. It's not a great special effects story, and it kind mm. of meanders. Uh, where do they have it on here? It's uh, number eighteen uh, of of twenty nine. It's so, more middle popular. of the pack. Yeah, it's actually come up a couple of uh, spots. Wow, it's actually been all. So in nineteen ninety eight, well, it was fourteen, then this, plummeted to twenty two. Now it's crawling back up to eighteen. So. This is a this is a new segment that we're going to add to the show called. We read, we read magazines. To you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, you can go on mindprobe.show. You, you can't can. see that. That you can only get by listening to the show and by mm-hmm. or watching us on YouTube. You can go to yeah. youtube.com, search uh, for No Not the Mind Probe. Subscribers. Yeah. 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 Our subscribers are shooting through on, the roof. Uh, we are, we are uh, uh, Rings of Akatan episode 20 yep. views. 20 now, views. I don't, people I mean, went wild for it. Wild. I I, yeah. I mean, I, I would say. The, the, the words mass hysteria are thrown around uh, a lot these days, but I think in this case, it's a fair assessment fair. Of, of the yeah. response to that one. Yeah. Sort of like when the Beatles came over on that trip <laughs> to the U.S. and People airports were mobbed. Screaming for rings of Akatan. <laughs> yeah, and I, don't, I don't know why. It's just, it was one of our better, uh, I guess, uh, you know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, the, I would actually, what, what's interesting to me is that there are, you know, uh, different numbers for all of them. Which suggests that either someone is dipping in and out, like someone, or someone's like, okay, well, that one might be good, uh, but that one, eh, I don't know, or or that like you know that, that they're all talking, you know, in their in their fan clubs about right. us, and they're like, I uh, uh, I really want to hear what Porter's gonna say about the Rings of Akatan, like it's a it's a Porter that's that pushes all of Porter's <laughs> buttons, right? Like that, you know, what what is drawing people to certain episodes? Well, here's you what tell we need us. to do. Yeah. We need you. Yes, we. What I was gonna say is, you, what we need you to do is go to YouTube. Uh, it's you can. The link is on the website. Um, yeah. You can yeah. also go to YouTube. Search for No Not the Mind Probe. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Um, you know, like and subscribe, all that stuff. But then, yeah, what we need to do is reach out. Yeah. Tell us uh, what you like about the episodes. Tell us what you don't. You can reach out at Porter at MindProbe.show or John at MindProbe.show. Yeah. You can we don't check them, but you can email send stuff us. To them. You can check them. I mean, I'm, oh, we can check them. If you yeah. email us, we'll check our email. That's our uh, promise. Uh, now that's sort of a Schrodinger's cat thing. Like we will check our email <laughs> if you've sent us some. So it's hard to figure that one out. Uh, but uh, we'd really appreciate that, and thank you for the support to oh, date you should also i, yeah. I think i think you should probably also on these things uh there's a little thumb 
uh, and it sticks up. Yeah, and yeah. you should click that. Like, like I'll, bet, I'll bet that would be exciting for everyone. Uh, the people at YouTube would probably be like, "Hey, yeah. people are, people are looking the at the YouTube, everybody." First one they've got. <laughs> yeah, YouTube because I think YouTube is mainly people just like. <laughs> Sorry. Upload. Uh, there you go. Uh, I, YouTube mainly, I think, is people upload like screen shares from boring business meetings, or and that's all mm. that's on there right mm-hmm. now. And then, mm-hmm. no, not the mm-hmm. microbe. So I think that like, people are pretty excited to have this kind of content there. Yeah, they'd be like, "Ooh, interactive content! People would interact with content. Yeah. People get behind." And that's that's the model. No, not the microbe. <laughs> content people get behind. Speaking of which, what is, what content are we covering on the next episode? Okay, so the next episode. Um, Let's. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna confess to mm. a, a slight error here, mm. which is, I thought one of these episodes took place in Scotland. Um, I actually thought both of these episodes took place in Scotland. Turns out only one does. So, sure. so rather than heading to Scotland, we're going to head north. It's they're still both north. Yeah. Uh, of of London, so we're going north of London. Um, maybe uh, crapping out right before we get to Scotland. Uh, in the case of our first story, uh, the next in the Matt Smith, uh, Clara uh, uh, series, uh, the Crimson Horror, which mm. reunites us with Jenny Vastra and Strax. That's right, folks. Yay. The Paternoster Gang uh, coming in hot at you. Uh, and I've paired that with, as I say, uh, uh, not not uh, further north, slightly further north, uh, and we can have a hilarious. A discussion about the differences between the Norse here. Um, the second Doctor, Polly, Ben, and introduction of Jamie in the Highlanders, Ooh. which is all audio. So that, that one is you gotta you gotta listen yeah. to puppy on a old. Uh, I went to old Audible. Like, yeah, you gotta you gotta wind up your Victrolas, folks, and you gotta <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put on those, yep. those little cylinders, and it's gonna be all scratchy. But that's the that's the good stuff. Well, with that, I will say adieu, uh, John. Uh, happy Pride. Happy, uh, thank you, thank you. Happy Marcatus Month. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a Marcatus on a, the big. There's a big giant balloon Marcatus going down the street <laughs> at the parade from right, Macy's. Right. You know. <laughs> and hey, this is Probe. Thank you for sitting through that for dinner. Yeah, I think that honey, really... <laughs> honey, 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 you can do bro. that Lady in the Tramp pasta thing now if you want to, guys. Or yeah. you can eat it together. That's so really yeah. sweet. That's, um, that's how we end all of our lovemaking. <laughs> Mindprobe.show.